Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. Today's episode is sponsored by Apernio, an achievement acceleration company whose approach to professional development enables clients to gain insights and perspectives to live, work, and engage with more success. Well, I want to welcome everyone to Mindset Playbook. And whatever you've been doing in your life, I want to thank you for being so kind to take a moment and tune into us. And uh, today, for those of you out there that are looking for opportunities to express yourself through your company, and this, I believe, even applies to you personally, um, you're in for a treat because we've got a really exciting show in mind and uh, a product that I'm becoming very familiar with as well. My guest today has done something absolutely remarkable, and it's called Admanity. Think of it as humanity, because that's who it appeals to, but yet the ad side of it is, is that advertisement that, how do we get people's attention? And not only do we get their attention, but provide them with a product that's actually going to benefit them. Because we know how many times people have got our attention and then we buy it and then it's on the shelf and then we decide to move. We haven't used it for three, four years. Just what is Admanity and who is this man? Well, my guest today is Brian Gregory, founder and CEO of Admanity, which is turning the advertising world upside down. If you ever wish that a professional ad agency would coach you about your brand, but found you couldn't afford it, you're going to enjoy our show today. I've taken the easy 10-minute questionnaire, and when I received the results, instantly, by the way, I discovered ways to explain and advertise my own business that cut years off the path I was on. His own quote says it all. Listen to this. You can't sell your brand to the world until you know what attracts the world to your brand. I absolutely love that. Brian, please share with us, what is the Admanity Protocol and why did you create it? Great question. Thanks, Larry. It's a pleasure to be here. The Admanity Protocol came out of uh, a little bit out of frustration. Hmm. Uh, originally, I was a publisher. I sold advertising for a living. Uh, I had magazines and newspapers, things like that. And you run into the same problem over and over and over. The advertiser would buy the ad. They'd be all filled with hope. And then they'd uh, hand you whatever they thought was an ad, because in the publishing business, you don't really question what they give you. Mm-hmm. You just put it in the, publi- uh, in the publication. Our job is not to coach, but to distribute the media. Gotcha. So they would put the ad in the, in the magazine, whatever it was, and then down the road, let's give it two, three months, all of a sudden you get a phone call. Hey, it's not working. I hate <laughs> your magazine. I hate you and I hate your family and everybody <laughs> associated with your company. And, uh, you know, because all they know is that I spent money, I put it in this product and it didn't work for me. The phone's not ringing. And of course they never, it doesn't occur to them that it could be the ad itself <laughs> because they don't know how to fix that. Gotcha. They, they never learned. They were never shown. They were never taught. School doesn't teach this. And I probably got some skin in the game on that ad that was created too. Yeah. They've got money it in it. Yeah. Harder to and, give it up. Yeah, it's funny. They'll say, I, I would say, well, have you ever tested this ad? Oh, yeah, in the last three magazines. It didn't work there either. <laughs> you know, but uh, your magazine. You're hoping it would with yours. Yeah, right? exactly. And then by some miraculous thing, it would just start to work. And when you see this happen a thousand times, you realize, okay, this is an inherent problem. It's not really any anybody's fault, but it is our problem. Because we're going to lose customers as publishers. We're going to lose in this business because they're going to drop out. So I I started to write a book. And the whole goal was to just say, this is how you should be doing it. Mm. You know, slap, slap, do it this way. And you'll be so much happier with my magazine and everything else you do forever and ever. And it started out as a pamphlet. The pamphlet turned into a book. I published the book. Everyone liked it, but the problem with the book is you've got to get a book into everybody's hands. You can't help a million people, probably, with a book, unless you're just really lucky these days. Sure. So the Admanity Protocol was a 
kind of a germ of an idea in my mind. How could I put this online, put it into a little test that a business person could take very quickly, and it would analyze their brand and not only tell them some interesting things about their brand, but all the answers. Hmm. Here's your strategies, your tactics, your formulas, your words, your colors, everything. Everything you're going to need to know for maybe 20, 30 years on how to build your brand, not just something in general, but your company. That's the most interesting topic in the world for anybody who's in business. What about my company? What about me? Yeah. Right? And um, so this was a huge uh, idea. And that's what got it kind of kicked down well, for the, most, the hill. For most of these companies that aren't large, it, that concept it almost is cost prohibitive. Yes. And that's something you've tackled as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and I always want to preface what I'm about to say. Agencies, we love them at Admanity. If you think about it, agencies have created the world's greatest ads of all time. Mm. We'll probably talk about a few of them here today. So agency people, don't get mad at me, but the average small business will never be able to afford to set foot in your lobby. And gotcha. it's, you know, to do a good agency should charge a fair sum, 10, 15, 20, 30, $50,000, because they can actually do this. And anybody who can do this kind of marketing voodoo deserves to get paid. But the average small business just can't afford it. And uh, so they go along just doing it any way they can. They just wing it. They're just making it up as they go. They're asking friends and family who are no more informed than they are. And they don't understand the intrinsic components that need to be in an ad to make another human being say, wow, I got to have that. Yeah, yeah, There's a psychology involved to this. And if you haven't been trained in it, uh, it is, it is, it's, you're just never going to figure it out. Hmm. You just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, just the word intrinsic. In one of my programs, in leader, the leadership program that I have, we start out by having everybody take an intrinsic motivator test. Mm. And what they do is, and basically what it is, is it's <clears throat> what motivates you. And money is not one of them, by the way. Interesting. And, and, you f- and what happens is they also then, the leadership guesses, after working with these people for a long time, what their motivators are. And nine times out of ten, they aren't even close. Because superficially, we act a certain way, but unconsciously, we're driven by a multitude of things. And this is what I found fascinating about what you're doing, is you're you're creating something that's real. There's no hype to it. It's, It's the basics of why do we make the decisions that we make. You know, in my program, it's words trigger pictures, pictures bring around emotion, and emotion causes action. And when you mentioned about yours, I was really looking at your program going, okay, we'll see. We'll see. And you nailed Fair it. Enough. You nailed it. And, uh, and I think that the listeners out there have to recognize that the stronger the emotion, the faster the change. And the change can be to buy something, to, to lose weight, to whatever it may be. And if we're not appealing to others that way, then they're not prone to act towards us to buy our products or whatever. But the other element of it is, is you're offering them um, a free download, which is, which is amazing because it has so much information in it. And, and I wanted to ask you, that's kind of an altruistic kind of attitude a bit. Um, because it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to take action, but you're leaving them with some really valuable information on those primal needs. Could you talk a little bit about why are you doing that? And we all know you're in business to make a profit, but why are you doing that? And, and where did that altruism come from for you? Well, if you, uh, if you learn a little bit about our, our uh, program, You'll learn pretty quickly there's 15 emotions that have motivated humans to buy everything on the planet Earth. Okay. So once you understand those 15 emotions, you uh, you realize that your brand will uh, become more like one of those than the others. You'll gravitate to one of those. And um, the innovation archetype, which is what we are, is Admanity, um, is an archetype almost born out of altruism. Uh, to create something new and different and wild and crazy and just break all the rules and be that brand. 
Uh, you have to do it for the right reasons. You can't say, I just want to get rich, so I'm going to go break all the rules. You really have to come up with a better mousetrap. Hmm. And almost always the innovation brand will uh, find it is forged in the fires of doing a good thing. So there's a problem. That's the bad thing. It's gone on far too long. We're going to do an altruistic good thing, and we're going to see if we can build something better. So giving people the information, giving away so much, as you pointed out, is our way of saying, hey, we want you to be smarter, not just a customer. Hmm. We don't want you to be a dumb customer. <laughs> we want you to be so smart with this that you could literally teach other people how to do it. Mm. We want you to teach everybody in your company. We want you to expose it to the vendors, uh, expose it to your employees, your customer service people, your salespeople. Show everybody in your company what it's like to truly sell your brand mm. emotionally because it's the only thing that works. Mm. Uh, we're not rational beings having an occasional period <laughs> of emotionality. We're emotional beings that are occasionally rational. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have, as you know, you have a subconscious mind and you have a conscious mind and all persuasion is subconscious mm -hmm. and all resistance is conscious. Mm -hmm. So you really, really want to get into the subconscious mind of your audience because that's the mind with the credit card. That's the mind that buys stuff yeah. always and forever. As, as you pointed out, emotions cause action. Yeah. It's one of our biggest principles. You cannot get somebody to click on your button, call you, show up at your parking lot sale or anything else you want them to do until they have first become emotional enough to take some kind of action. And that's a trigger. Yeah. And we have to trigger that. And most advertising is not uh, of sound design hmm. when it's done on a local level. My guess is 90% of the local ads that you would see in a local paper are completely ineffective hmm. because they were designed uh, with great intention but with low ability. They don't understand the emotional motivators. Once we point them out to you, and that's why you took your online test, yeah. so we could we could sort of get you in the right ballpark, the right category. Once we know your category, uh, now we know all the strategies and the tactics to give you, and it's a mind blower for people who haven't thought Absolutely. that way. Absolutely, yeah, words, phrases, I mean, it's endless. And this this gentleman right here has done some serious research and has really broken the steps down so that anybody can understand it. And when he talks about the subconscious, one of the things that I continue to share with you listeners in, in Apernio is that 99% of people think what's ever on their mind unless 1% know how they think. And when you know how you think, which is what this Gregory guy is all about with <laughs> humanity, is you then know what appeals, not only to yourself, but what drives you so that you can make a change and sustain it so that you can not just lose a little weight, feel good, and then put it all on again, but you can actually get to the goal that you've set for yourself. And all of us intellectually, consciously agree with that. But then we all recognize what has our journey been like? How many things have we started and stopped? How many things have we started and fulfilled? And when you get into the advertising world, you know that these ads are pretty sophisticated. And they are just attempting, I, I read this morning in the literature that these people will get about the product that just outsold Old Spice mm. big time. And it was failing miserably. But when they appealed to the young man would get all of these females if he wore this, just something as simple and naive as that, they became a $5 billion company. What fantastic insights we are getting into in this episode. If this resonates with you and is provoking and of value, please consider the best-selling book of Get a Vision and Live It by your host, Larry Olson, at Apernio.com. His book has been an inspiration to many of Mindset Playbook's guests and you'll find everything you need to live the best version of your life now. The results you'll get will absolutely amaze you. Find the book at apernio.com in the shop. And now, let's get back. You won't want to miss what's to come in this episode of Mindset Playbook. And, and so, I'm, the question here is, 
what what is it that you feel helps people understand and individuals in business what's the ultimate driver that gets us as you said to say i want that or is there an ultimate driver there's a well there's there's hundreds of formulas within admanity okay so in when you got your report we gave you 16 uh, pre-thought out formulas it's probably more than you'll ever need to build your brand and we give everybody more than they need in the report the reports are are very um, they have a lot of information as you found out you may not need it all today but you'll use it someday sure and it's very hard for most business people to think of what is the driver of my brand because if I ask you uh, pre-admanity to name some formulas that you'll be using to promote your brand, you, I, I, you might have said, well, I'll, let me think. You know, I, you know, I got to dream this up now, sure. right? I'm going to get yeah. creative here because I really don't have that answer. <laughs> and nobody does. And after admanity, you say, oh, I'm going to do this plus this and that equals that. I'm going to do this plus this and that always does that. You know the formulas, once you know those, you know, I, I think it was, um, who was it that said it? I think it was Thomas Edison that said the problem once solved will seem simple. Hmm. It always hmm. does. Hmm. Once you see the answer, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that. But you didn't. Sure. Yeah, right. But you didn't. <laughs> and so the combination of emotions is not apparent to most people. Um, and the triggers that you would say people want to buy my brand. Uh, you know, for example, a storekeeper might say, yeah, every time I have a sale, I get an inrush of, of customers. So discounting works. Hmm. Um, and, and, and that may be true, but it may be the lowest form of customer life that you're attracting. The uh, only people that want a cheap deal and then they run off to the, you know, somebody hmm. else's store to get another cheap deal. That's so they only take advantage of you when it's to their advantage, really. Um, you don't want to build a business like that, yeah. but you know it works. What we'll show you is the emotional motivators besides the the parlor tricks of selling. Uh, these are the true long lasting. These are the emotions that build billion dollar brands. Mm. And for the people listening who think I'll never have a billion dollar brand. Well, how about a million dollar brand? Sure. How about any, whatever it takes yeah. that's bigger than this, whatever yes. you have now. Current reality. Yeah. yeah. Your subconscious mind buys the product. Uh, you know, the example you gave, um, is it ridiculous that a guy sitting on the couch watching TV sees a commercial where one whiff of his $4 body wash and they go instantly crazy for him. And they throw themselves at his feet. I mean, doesn't, does that happen to you every day? I mean, it doesn't happen to me. I have the wrong body wash. <laughs> the wrong body wash. And, and so you, you look at that and the conscious mind says, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You know, the guy goes to the drugstore. It's not even a fragrance counter, right? It's not even really truly big science, right? It's just he goes and gets some flavored scent, splashes it on himself. Supermodels show up and, you know, they can't, they can't resist. Your conscious mind says that's absolutely crazy. Your subconscious mind is sitting there watching the same exact commercial. And it's saying, are you getting this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because we're sitting at home on a Saturday night watching TV, and this guy's getting supermodels, right? Maybe we should get a truckload of this stuff. And so you have the yin and the yang in your mind. Conscious mind says it's ridiculous. Subconscious mind is excited and can't wait to buy. Because the subconscious always believes. It's a, it's a constant believing mind. Yeah. It doesn't question. It doesn't doubt. It doesn't have a rational thought in its head. And if you can get to the subconscious, you'll make a sale. And if you if you stay in this in the conscious, so obviously it's a ridiculous premise, but it, it sold billions of dollars. You can't argue with the results, and it's done it more than once. Yes, it's done it with multiple brands. And so there is a, a factor where you show it enough times, and you uh, no matter how ridiculous the premise may be, you know somebody walks into us an accounting office, and all of the employees start singing and dancing, right? It's crazy. But all of a sudden, that accounting office is on my mind. I'm remembering them because emotionally, it gets thumbtacked to your brain when it's emotional. So emotions are everything, 100% everything when it comes to persuasion. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, in the science, they call the subconscious mind a servo mechanism. And that means robot. Mm -hmm. So it's sitting there taking direction, right, emotionally. 
Yeah, the conscious mind feeds it data. Telling constantly. the conscious mind, we need that. We need that. We need that. The conscious mind feeds data, sorts, analyzes, does the triage. It says, okay, here's all the reasons why maybe this lawnmower is a good lawnmower. Um, you know, or this car is a really good car. And it's it's got all these logical reasons. And the subconscious mind is just saying, I think I'd look good in that car, right? I mean, <laughs> get the dang car, you know, get the red one too, because we all know red's better, right? And And so it's just, it's the decision mind. And then it tells the conscious mind, go buy the car. And the conscious mind then says, okay, I'll take the car. I'm so smart. You know, because yep. the conscious mind needs to be smart all yes, the time. Yes, yes. And it needs to pronounce that. But really, the subconscious is like, yeah, I was about uh, two minutes ahead of you on that decision. <laughs> I'm already calculating the next subroutine that will give you where we're going for lunch. Okay. So uh, this, the subconscious is running at a million times the speed of your conscious mind. Yeah. It is uh, incomprehensible. It's, yeah. it's running your body, your functions, your cell division, the blood, your heart rate, your they pulse. They say the synaptic you know? connection between the dendrites is 10,000 miles an hour. I believe Sound it. Sound on sea level is 720 miles an hour. Now look at the difference. By the time we hear it, we're, we're way, 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 way beyond it. So the visual and the sounds and all of the other elements you're talking about um, is, is fascinating. Yeah, and the mind is... Uh, I've never heard anyone like you before that's been able to take the science and make it so practical, other than myself when I'm doing a keynote, right, or teaching, because you've got to make it easy. Yeah, you do. Right? You do. And people have to be able to relate nope. to it. Nobody so. wants to go back to school. Everyone just wants the, the answers. Yes. Especially business people today. You know, with COVID and everything that's happened, uh, everyone feels like they've been dealt uh, probably a low blow, right? I didn't deserve that, for gosh right. sakes. I might have deserved <laughs> this or that, but I didn't deserve all of that. And we just want to get back to where it, where it was, and and you you they just want the answers, you know. And, and as you got, you took your five minute test. Five minutes later, you're looking at the answers. Right. You didn't go back to school. We didn't tell you. Oh, first you got to take this long lengthy course, right. right? Courses are great. I love courses, but sometimes you just want to get some validation, right? Yeah. yeah. Just want to say, okay, I get it. Oh, wow, I'm not stupid. Wow, this is simple. I can do this. I'm not going to have to hire a consultant to read my report, yeah. you know, yeah. for me. Yes, yes. And and that's what business people want. They just, they're smart. Okay, if you're listening today, you're smart. You're listening to this podcast. There's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. You want to get there faster. You don't want to waste any time. And smart people make decisions to become smarter. And they expand and they take they take a look at things. We give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like what you see, get get every penny back. There's no risk. Yeah. Um, even and we get free stuff up front. Like we're gonna Absolutely. we're gonna give away some free stuff today later, folks. So hang on, do not do not tune out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're gonna have to be in every one of my podcasts now. I appreciate that. So let's um Let's kind of unwind this a little bit, all right? And let's get into the Gregory guy, the, the, the mind behind all of this. Where, at what age did you see kind of this entrepreneurial spirit in you? And how, did, how, did, how would you articulate that to our audience? My start in business was uh, a very lucky one. I was, uh, I won't name any names, but I was uh, working in a very manual labor job. Okay. okay. I was a weightlifter. I was strong at the time. And so I liked to do things where I could use my, my strength. And, uh, I was young. I didn't have any experience. So, you know, right away, you know, here, build this heavy thing, you know. And so I was doing that. And the lawyer for the company, once in a while, for some reason would chat, chat it up with me. And I had nothing in common with him. He's probably twice my age. And, uh, you know, he was the lawyer for the company. I'm, I'm a grunt. Yeah, got you. And uh, he said, you know, I'm starting a new company. I think you'd be ideal. And I'm shaking my head thinking, what? You know, no, you, you must have mistaken me for one of the slick sales guys yeah. that works for your company. Do you have it's things to business. lift in your company? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> back here in case, you know, I'm lifting heavy things in case you need that. And, and he said, no, nah, you just come by the house. I want to talk to you. And so I'm like, well, okay. I'll go by. It was a nice invitation from a nice man. And he showed me the outlines of this uh, company that was going to start. And it had already been in other states. And it was a, an insurance company. It was doing really well elsewhere. It was going to open up here. And I, he said, why don't you do it? And I said, I don't think so. And he said, uh, well, I think you should. 
and it cost $200. And which was like, wait a minute, I have to pay <laughs> to work for you? And he said, well, yeah, I can't get around that. You just got to get the stuff. And I said, well, I don't know. And he talked me into it. He said, you can either give me $200 and change your life, or you can keep the $200 and buy a new car stereo next month for your car. And I said, all right, all right. Jeez, I can't, I can't, you know, the gauntlet, right? It's on the floor. Okay, I'll, here's my money. I went home, told my parents, I gave this lawyer my last $200. <laughs> They're shaking their heads saying, what have we raised? We've raised the moron. And um, the long story short is he taught me how to sell. I learned a new skill. He forced me to get up in front of people and 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 become a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And the company at the time had 13,000 people in it selling. And I became the number one uh, salesperson in the entire country within a year and a half. And I just, wow. I just, I didn't, wasn't that, I don't know if I was a natural, if I just liked it, but it, it, it changed my whole life and, mm. and positioned me where I, I realized I don't always have to be the, the big dumb athlete oh, in the room, gotcha. right? The, the one everyone assumes is just good for physical, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, I have another skill, uh, and I pursued it. And that is what set me on this course of sales and marketing and entrepreneurship, starting things, realizing I could sell it. You know, uh, if you can sell it, you don't, you're not as afraid to start it, right? Sure, you figure, you I can, I'll figure it out, right? And Admanity was also born out of, you know, the, re the need for a new product. Um, but I've done some crazy things, and, and, and not all of them have made, uh, made me rich, okay? Some <laughs> of them made me very poor. Uh, but I was never afraid to start them because I always felt I could sell them or, or market them. And uh, communication skills. What was your important. biggest setback that you learned the most from? Um, my biggest setback was probably trusting the wrong people. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm pretty open book and, uh, you know, I, I, I take other people at their word. Okay. And if someone says, I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to, you know, do all these great things for you and you just need to do this one thing for me, I tend to believe there's more chance of that working out. Okay. Sure, Maybe bet. that's a fault, but I tend to be that way. So I've trusted some people in the past with my business and they train wrecked it mm. completely. Mm. And I, by the time I, I realized I had made that mistake, it was too late. Uh, you just look at the ashes and say, uh, got to build something else. Uh, you know, this is gone. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of times what happens to individuals <clears throat> when they, when trust is broken, bitterness sets in, skepticism takes over. And so they're unwilling to be open again. How did you, how did you not fall into that trap? It's a good question. I understand how people can. There's nothing worse than betrayal. Yeah, personal yeah. or business. Absolutely, it's just you didn't see that coming, right? Yeah, it's a. It can absolute... even undermine your confidence and your self-esteem if you're not careful. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for what happened. If you blame everybody else and say, oh, that guy's a jerk and he, he screwed me, then, then that guy is the jerk. And you will always have a place to position the, the real reason why you failed. The real reason why you failed is I trusted the jerk, right? right? I will not do that again. <laughs> um, and once you come to that conclusion, you realize that everything is by your own hand, whether you meant it to be or not. Um, then you can recover much faster. And guess what? All the creativity starts coming back in your mind. You start thinking of new ideas, and pretty soon you forgot about that one. Beautiful. I mean, that was yeah. that was unfortunate. Yeah. I was on a way. I was on a path. I was going to make million dollars and all that. But it was not meant to be. I had to learn this lesson first. I don't know why, yeah. but I had to learn it. So for those of you who have setbacks, uh, position of blame right on yourself. You know, bite the bullet. Swallow hard, yeah. you know, take a shot of bourbon, whatever you got to do, and get back in the game. And you know what I have found keeps them from nailing their self-esteem? Hmm. Because nobody can be harder on us than we can, right? Anybody else gets upset with us too, that's piling on. <laughs> so, so what happens is, is that people, when they recognize this didn't go right for me, they have a tendency to say what's wrong with me. And if you convince your subconscious that something's wrong with you, it's going to remember it. Oh, yeah. Because that's where the amygdala lies, and that's the fight, flight, freeze. That's what keeps us living and surviving is that we learn from these mm -hmm. setbacks. And so next time we see something, have ever seen anything like this before? 
What could this possibly lead me towards? And just because I, the breakup I had with this woman does not mean now that every other woman is going to cause that. But we consciously aren't aware of that. But the subconscious is going to preserve us. So when it sees it again, excuse me, it makes that connection, identifies, and then we, we come from reluctance so that we can be right because people would rather be right than successful. Mm -hmm. So what I have found, and, and you have just demonstrated that, is the way not to allow these setbacks to lower your self-esteem or your confidence is to simply say that didn't work as opposed to saying I don't work. Yeah, you bring up a good point. The, um, the reasons why something may appear to you uh, to be not, let's say, let's put it in product terms. Uh, should I buy that red sports car? Okay, the conscious mind says, heck no. The insurance is going to be through the roof. The price is absolutely out of the question. You don't need a sports car, right? No one, by the way, no one has ever needed a sports car in the entire <laughs> history of sports cars. Um, but your, your emotional mind uh, doesn't see those limitations. It, it thinks only of emotional wants. And if you can, if you can turn it into an emotional trigger, the 15 primal emotions that motivate us to buy or click or be of interest to something, uh, then you got a much better chance of selling that person because the conscious brain will just keep coming up with reasons, right? It's so smart. It can come up with a thousand reasons not to buy the red sports car, <laughs> right? You give me enough time, I will write a list, right? Just to prove to you how smart I am. But the little child in me, the subconscious, which is uh, supposedly has the maturity level of about a five-year-old, just wants to jump on the bed today. I just want to jump on the bed. I, you know, let me go. I, I just want to buy something. Just let me buy something. And, uh, is a red car good? I'll take the red one. Give me, give me two, <laughs> right? And, and and then the conscious brain says, steps in and says, no, we don't need two. Subconscious, don't 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 don't, don't be greedy now. And, and but you know, so the conscious mind has the veto power. But this, the subconscious is given a choice; it, it'll it'll go for it, and and we need to. In Admanity, we're always talking on subconscious terms. We're always showing you these are the subconscious triggers. The conscious triggers are a dead end. Just stop it. Stop it. Quit listing your features, your benefits, and your discount, and the and the fact that you got an award last year, and and quit making your logo five, five feet high. You know, it, it just does it doesn't work. But they don't know that. So we have to show them this is what works. This is what's always worked. Your kids, 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 kids will be using these tactics yeah. because yeah. it will work for them. I always tell people, um, we are human 1.0. Okay? All of us today, we're walking around with the exact same emotions of Caesar, Aristotle, mm. Socrates, Shakespeare, Mozart. They have the exact same emotional playbook okay. as, as you do. And until human 2.0 is invented, maybe Elon Musk will get a cybernetic brain implant before they make my podcast obsolete. <laughs> Hope not. Um, but, you know, until there's a human 2.0 walking around that does not make decisions on emotion, this will work for you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. And I think all people have to do is recognize, ask themselves, have I ever been made decisions based on emotion? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, yeah, probably 100% of the time. And if you don't believe that, then your, sub, your conscious mind is trying to go into denial. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ever buy a car that was too much or a home that was just over your budget? Oh, my golly. Ever date somebody you knew you shouldn't have dated? Yeah. Um, I bought a home way over our price range. My wife still reminds me of it. We've <laughs> sold it. It was on the water. And I bought it because I saw myself fly fishing off of the point because this thing had its own point it, period and it felt so good yeah that it didn't the rest of it didn't matter so this is where this is why you're sitting here is i know all of this but i'm not using it in my marketing because i never made that leap. I never made that dis difference distinction. It was always like, no, this should sell. No, that should, they should appeal to that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm identifying the problem. Yeah. That should get them to want the fix. But then there was always this reluctance to push the button or to take that step that would allow them the experience. 
So this is why I wanted you to be on the podcast, because every time you open your mouth, I'm either giggling or I'm in fascination, because you're a very intelligent man. You've been able to take very complex principles that I've mentioned earlier and put them into a position. You're, you're your own marketing, because you're putting in a position where you're attracting me emotionally, that I want that. Yes. And let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. What is that that people will receive as a result of getting involved with your with Edmanity? We never buy what we're told to buy, usually. Nobody wants to feel like I've been ordered, I've been mandated, or this is the only option, so I have to take this thing. They want to purchase aspirationally. I want to buy because I feel good with this. It resonates with me. It looks great. Um, I, it makes me happy to con- like your your house, and you envisioned how happy you'd be one yeah. day if yeah. you could just have that. And and whoever sold you that house probably painted that picture a little bit in your head and 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 made you think that more of that way because that's what they do when they sell million dollar homes. Yeah. Um, you have to paint the picture. Uh, because most of us are trying to think of, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, why shouldn't I do that? You know, doubt, 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 doubt. Right. right? Yeah. Um, especially when it, it's our own personal uh, aspirational purchase, right? Why does somebody buy a Rolex watch? Nobody needs one. You know, yeah. Timex. Yeah. yeah. They both have an X in them. I mean, <laughs> what could go wrong? But the reason you buy the Rolex is because you feel you've worked hard in your life. You've succeeded, and you need a reward. I deserve it. I deserve a reward. I'm entitled to this. In fact, this reward is long overdue. Interestingly, that same trigger exists in a cup of Starbucks coffee. Why would you buy $6 coffee when you could get it for a buck at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's probably pretty close. I'm not, no, not going to diss Starbucks, <laughs> right? It's the best coffee. But... Why would you pay six times the price? Because you put it in a little Starbucks cup, you walk into work, everybody sees you went to Starbucks. Oh, I have an upgraded experience today. I am just a little bit better than I was. Maybe I'm a little bit better than you. And I deserve the best coffee, <laughs> right? I deserve this. I This is my personal reward. I don't mind waiting in line, right? The Starbucks people, they can't wait to get up in the front and go, I'll have a super duper exacalifragilate, you know, with, with cream, right? They have this speech prepared. <laughs> this is my coffee. So it's very aspirational. It's very emotional for them to order this coffee, even though it's kind of expensive. And some people do two or three times a day. I know somebody who goes to Starbucks three times a day. Okay. That's, that's 450 bucks a month. <laughs> that's a lot of coffee. So we do things emotionally because we want to. Uh, the person who sells what's needed sells very little. The person who sells what's wanted owns the earth. You have to convince people, I want this. Not that I need it or it's a good thing to do or I should do it. You know, all those things. That's great. You know, I I should go to the gym, right? I should go there uh, a lot and and I don't right now, but I should. Why don't I go? Well, something in me says, I don't really want to. Obviously, I could. (laughs) I could plop down a hundred bucks and join a gym. Someday someone's going to come along with an argument and they're going to turn me back into a gym rat again, right? Because I used to live in the gym. So it's just, it's just a matter of positioning and framing. Okay. Your product will be sold no matter how ordinary you think it is, how dull you think it is. I don't care whether you sell bottled water or gasoline or milk. You know, look what milk did with the Got Milk campaign. Uh, they t- took an average boring product. Okay? There's nothing more boring than milk. Okay. That is just pretty much, look it up. Milk boring <laughs> and they so they paired it with celebrities like and rock stars yeah milk toast, dull okay. worthless yeah <laughs> kind of every day god skip it skip it skip it milk is for babies as arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> says right so but they turned it into rock star food and an athlete food even kermit the frog got a white mustache right they just associated it with cool stuff and all of a sudden milk wasn't boring anymore milk was just somewhat more exciting and the campaign ran for 20 years wow so and it was copied and parodied by everybody so even if you have a dull product don't think we can't help you uh, <laughs> that is almost easier to work with than a super duper product 
Because the super duper product, you almost have to go in a certain direction that makes it super duper. Uh, uh, a dull product, I can associate you to uh, like a rock star or to um, uh, going to the moon or singing and dancing. I can do anything with a boring dull product because there's no, it's, it's a blank slate. Uh, uh, and so, so folks that are listening, no matter what you have, no matter how much you think it's like something else, you can literally change the game. Um, I'll give you an example. Can I give you another example? Yes, please. Okay. Um, here's a great example. Uh, let's say you sell car insurance. Okay. Car insurance is, uh, let's face it, it, they're all kind of the same. They're all similar. They all sell for similar price and nobody really wants it. If we had a chance, we'd dump it tomorrow, right? <laughs> but we can't. We got we to have that car insurance. So how do you sell a product that's like everybody else and it isn't going to change and it's probably, you know, the consumer is probably, you know, not excited about it. Well, this was the problem that GEICO had. GEICO stands for Government Employee Insurance Company. And most people didn't know that because they were unknown. They were absolutely unknown at one point near bankruptcy. Hmm. Okay. They were one of the thousands of insurance companies you've never heard of. So they start using funny commercials. They know you don't like insurance, so they make you laugh. So frogs and, or I'm sorry, you know, lizards and, and pigs that are screaming and cavemen that are upset. Uh, you know, it, it takes your mind off the, off the boring product. And all of a sudden you're looking at these characters and, uh, and then they pair it. And this is what Admanity is all about. It's two emotions pairing. So I made you laugh now. And while you're laughing, save 15%. That's a pretty good idea, huh? In 15 minutes. So you'll save quickly, you'll save significantly, and you like my brand, don't you? Just a little bit more than the other brand because we're all the same. So I need you to like me just a little bit more. So Geico is now the number two insurance car insurance company in the United States hmm. using this simple formula. You never see them deviate. The interesting yeah. thing that I think is even more interesting than that is that the other five insurance companies that are trailing them are all using now the exact same tactic. Progressive, Allstate. Liberty Mutual, Farmers, okay? These companies are all using humor and savings combined. We made you laugh, and here's a deal for you. Made you laugh, here's a deal. They're all trying to get you to switch. So it's working. Interestingly, all six companies using the exact same tactic, all six companies are in the top six. Hmm. So hmm. even if, a, if your neighbor is doing it the same hmm. exact way, the human mind does not determine, oh, I've seen that before, so it's no good. It's just the opposite. Oh, I've seen that before, so it must be good. Hmm. The more I see it, the more I like it. The more I like it, the more I'm familiar. The more familiar I am, the more I, I want to buy. And, and this is how it, it works on a billion-dollar brand scale. So all we do is we say, okay, scale it down. You're not going to spend that kind of money. But the emotions are free. The formulas are – there's no royalty on a formula. There's no royalty on words, phrases, metaphors. There's certainly no – formula for a, a lizard, right? Uh, they made their own lizard. Uh, and point of trivia, his name is Martin. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Okay. It's because the Martin agency created him, so they named uh, him Martin. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm filled with useless facts like that. But that's how it's done. And, and, and so scale it down to your business. You'll do it too. You'll use the same emotions, the same formulas, the same, maybe the same even words. Don't, don't plagiarize, but you know, there's enough words. We give you a whole vocabulary in, right. in your material. So yeah. you got a thousand words to pick from. Um, and, and just scale it down to, to what suits you and do it the exact same way because the billion dollar guys know what they're doing. They got million billion dollar agencies helping them out. Like, there's no question they know their formula. There's also no question you don't know yours right now. Mm. So you've got to get your formula. Once you do, uh, when brands hit formula, they go skyrocketing. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And that's probably a perfect timing <clears throat> to share with them how they can get that uh, the free information. Um, yeah. It, it just it, There's a, a great report. It's a free uh, document that you can yeah, – we'll send it to you for absolute free. No obligation. Go to admanity.com, and um, that's A-D-M-A-N-I-T-Y, admanity.com, forward slash mindset playbook, one word. And you'll see a report. You can download it for free. It'll give you, we'll show you the 15 emotions that have sold everything, and we'll tell you what they are. So we're not trying to keep this a secret. We think once you know them, you're going to want to know more. Because uh, this is the this is the door you've not walked through yeah. up to this point. 
This door's always been there. It hasn't been held back. It's not been kept secret. It's not a big conspiracy theory, okay? It's always been there. It's just people are afraid because they don't understand it. They don't want to open the door. We're going to make it so easy to understand. Uh, so admanity.com forward slash mindset playbook. And also you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Brian Gregory, Admanity. It'll go right to me. Um, and go to admanity.com. There's lots of stuff on our beautiful, website. Beautiful website, by the way. Thank you. Very pretty and and empowering. Yeah, there's actually two websites. The one you'll see when you go on admanity.com. Once you get your materials, we'll show you a, a new website that only you can access with all kinds of videos and podcasts and materials. Is that and, the one I got the portal? Yes. The, we call it your today. portal. Yeah. All your materials will go there. Your report will go there. Your brand brief will go there. Your brand attraction report will go there. Free stuff will go there. Tons and tons of free stuff. Uh, Admanity University is in there, where it's just like our ongoing teaching, training, learning, uh, all this, these types of topics. Um, and once you become knowledgeable about uh, this particular method of sales, it spills over into all parts of your life. Mm. You can sell anything with this. Mm. Um, you could uh, have a better conversation with somebody because of this. Uh, for example, you own a store and somebody says, what do you do? Oh, I have a store. We sell stuff. You know, it's probably not too far from, you know, because most people don't want to look, you know, braggy. Right? right. But once you understand the emotions that motivate retail purchasing, you just phrase it in the way of your, of your, of your killer emotions. Right. It's the ambition archetype, most likely. Um, and so prestige comes comes entering into it, and um, and you know we're the only store in town, the authority um, that gives people exactly what they want when it comes to blank. Now that's a conversation starter mm -hmm. instead of a I sell stuff. I have a store downtown. You know, it, it's and it's, you'll see how you can conversationally just weave wow. it into everything you do. You become a more interesting person at that moment in time. <laughs> um, not that you. Anybody's boring, but let's face right. it, you know, yeah, we all could use a help, a little bit absolutely. of help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. None of us do a very good job of showcasing without it becoming perceived as arrogant, right? Or yeah. All about you. We have to get out of the I, me, and, and we. Yeah. Uh, that is of no interest to anybody who's speaking with you. It's all about you, your, you are, you will. Phrase everything to that. It's just a copywriting tip. But, right. you know, we have a principle in Admanity. It's called WAM, W-A-M. And it's in your materials. And it stands for what about me? Okay. okay? Yeah. And that's all it is. Is I, I could say everything great about me. But what the customer really wants and what I tell people to do. you want to? Here's my hard and fast rule to sell anything on the planet Earth. Okay. Ask people what they want and then give exactly that to them. Just give it to them. Quit trying to sell what you think they want mm -hmm. or what you need them to buy because this is I make more margin on this thing over here. So I need to mm, I need you to buy this thing. Find out what they want, price it accordingly, make your money, and then sell the hell out of that. Mm. Sell them exactly what they want. Exactly what they need is a little bit less exciting. Sell them what they want, yeah. and you'll sell a ton. You don't have to sell what you sell today. Adjust it and be honest with yourself and say, eh, I know they want I want to sell this thing. But what they really want is this thing. So I need to sell what they want if I want to be really successful. And that's what Advanity shows you how to do. We position what may be perceived as a need into a want. Well, I want to have more time, but we, but we <laughs> okay. don't. Okay. And, okay. I, and I must say that you have been absolutely fascinating. Do you ever do any stand-up? Uh, have you ever done that? Well, some say my presentations are close. <laughs> you are, you are, you are so witty and humorous and humble, and it's been a joy to have you on the podcast. This is a great show. I hope everybody tells a friend about it. Yeah, I do too. I do too, and we'll uh, we'll advertise the heck out of this. Admanitize cool. the heck out of this. There you Excuse go. Me. Excuse there you me. go. You heard it here first. Admanitize. <laughs> you like that? I like that. Okay, that's a freebie for you. Okay, you know, right. I don't want to pay royalties, but I like it. <laughs> you like it? Good. Good. Um, so I want to. I want to thank everyone out there, and um, you really will. <clears throat> we hear a lot about many things, and whenever we're encouraged to make a purchase, as we've just heard today, the conscious mind starts in and tries to dissuade us from getting something that we 
that we want because we don't want to buy something and then go, oh, not another thing where I got sold. Because people yes. hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Yes. And one of the things that I want to share with you is the genuineness of this man, the quality of the product. And when you get excited about purchasing it, you will see that it is not $5,000. You will find out that it is something that is very, very, very affordable and um, and something that you need. But as we've just learned, you want because it's going to satisfy so many things in your life and turn your company around. I truly believe that, and I'm very excited. Thank you so much again, Gregory, for being on. Thanks, Larry. You'll be able to find all the information online as to how to contact him and how to get the, the free information. Um, fascinating stuff. So one thing I want you to all remember again is remember that wherever you are right now and whatever's going on in your life, you are exactly where you need to be. And one of the most important things to happen is, is to start to feel those emotions again. The positive emotions that are going to give you the things that all of us want. Because nobody ever graduates to get the degree, to get the diploma. It's what the diploma provides them and how it makes them feel. And you have made us all feel a little more joyous today by your presence. And thank you for sharing your intellect with us and your all of the time. I know the research and you put into this and the ongoing additions that you're adding. I mean, that is, it just gets better and better and better. So I thank all of you out there. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us today. And then you'll hear a little music coming in and Walker will share who our next guest will be. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we ask that you please subscribe and share with your friends and associates. If you want to be heard through all the noise and get more raving fans for your business, then tune in to Larry's next guest, Tom Schwab. Tom is the CEO and founder of Interview Valet, your gateway to more traffic, leads, and a great ROI. Mindset Playbook invested in Tom and business has never been better. Want a return that exceeds your investment? Then make sure you're listening to this one.